Hey mamas, you're listening to the Balanced Working Mama podcast, the only podcast teaching you how to balance your work, motherhood, and wellness. I am Dr. Amber Thornton, clinical psychologist and mama wellness consultant. Each week we dive into tips and strategies and much more so that you too can become a balanced working mama. Let's dive in. Hey mamas. Welcome to the Balanced Working Mama podcast. So I hope everyone is doing well. Um, I'm excited about today's episode because we're going to talk a little bit about guilt. We've talked about guilt before on the podcast, but it was in season one and that was a long time ago. So I wanted to revisit um, the topic of guilt a little bit and give you all a three-step process for how to really process and manage your guilt very quickly. Um, But before that, let's just check in. Let's just check in. So um, the question is, how am I doing? (laughs) That's always the question I ask myself when I check in with you all. And actually, before I check in, it just hit me. I I had a thought really quickly of like, why do I even do this? Why do I check in? And I do it for a few reasons. One, because I want all of you all to get into the habit of checking in with yourselves. I think it's so important to actually sit down and truly ask yourself, how am I doing? And that's why I like to do this on this podcast, because I think if we don't get into the habit of asking ourselves, how are you doing? Um, you just get into a very robotic, um, what are the words I'm trying to say? You you are not present and you get into, oh my gosh, I cannot think of the word. It's like right on the tip of my tongue, y'all. You get into... Um, Oh my goodness, y'all, I am so mad that I cannot think of this word. It's so simple. And when it comes to me, it's going to be like, duh, autopilot. (laughs) You get into autopilot when you're not checking in with yourself. And so that happens because we have so much to do as moms and as mothers and the shit don't stop. There's something to do all the time, every single day and things that need to be done. And so we get into autopilot, we're not present, and then we don't even realize how we're feeling. And so if you haven't asked yourself in a while how you're feeling, go ahead and do it right now. And so that's what I'm doing today. Also, I like to check in with myself just because I like to be authentic on this podcast and on my social media as well. I don't like to pretend like everything's going well. I don't like to fake anything. And so I like to be transparent about how I'm doing um, just so that I can get into the habit of being authentic with others and myself as well. Okay. That was a lot of background just to let you know why I asked that. How are you doing? And so don't forget, ask yourself today, how are you doing? So how am I doing? I'm doing pretty okay, y'all. At the time that I record this, I am coming on 12 weeks postpartum. And for me, and I don't know about you all, um, 12 weeks feels like a milestone in terms of postpartum because it is the ending or the closing of um, the fourth trimester. And so I think that around that time, there's a lot of transition that will happen for me and my family. Um, Eden, my daughter, will begin daycare, which I have mostly positive feelings about. Um, We have a daycare that we really love right now. My son goes there, so they'll both be there together in different rooms, of course, but they'll both be there together. Today, we actually go get to meet the um, teacher for the infant room and talk to her a little bit. 
Um, but then I transitioned back to work in person shortly after that. And so for anyone who does not know, I have a day job. <laughs> I work at a school as a clinical psychologist, in addition to being the founder and the CEO and the things for Balanced Working Mama. And so um, all of that does keep me busy, but I know that for me, this will be a, a huge transition um, with Eden going into daycare and us not being together every day, um, me phasing out of my fourth trimester and postpartum um, starting to look differently, but then also me transitioning back to work in person. And so I know that the transition back to work in person is going to be interesting <laughs> because I have not worked in person since February, no, March of 2020. And so over a year. And so if any of you are coming on this transition of going back into work in person or getting the feeling that things are moving back to a, a place that we haven't been in over a year. Um, I'm just going to remind you because I'm reminding myself, give yourself some grace, take your time with the adjustments, ask for what you need from your family and your employer, if that's the case for you. Um, and just really go slowly in terms of figuring out what works best for you and your family. That's exactly what I'm going to be doing and actually, I want to talk about this transition a little bit more in the podcast later this season um, after I get my feet wet with what the transition is like. For me, I really want to speak to how we can start to transition um, back to something that might feel a little bit more normal, but still not be yet comfortable yet just because we don't we are not used to that lifestyle anymore. So think of me. And I will be thinking of you all as we all transition back into this place. But overall, I'm doing really, really good, you all. Um, I'm feeling good. Um, I've got some doctor's appointments coming up to further manage my health. I'm still in therapy. I actually got therapy this morning, and I'm excited to talk and process some things. So mama is doing well and on her wellness which I hope all of you are too. So let's get into today's episode. I'm excited to talk about guilt and share with you all three steps to really get rid of that guilt today. Hey mama, I want to quickly tell you about the Empower Wellness Program. This is a dynamic six-week group for working mothers who are tired of feeling overwhelmed, fatigued, burdened by mom guilt, but then also just not having enough time for themselves. This program takes all of that and transforms it into more wellness, more time for yourself, better priorities, community with other mothers, but then overall balance in your work, motherhood, and wellness. To learn more about the Empower Wellness Program, head over to balanceworkingmama.com. There you can find when the next program begins, what to expect, but then also how to sign up. Hope to see you in the next group. Hey mamas. All right, let's talk about guilt. Let's talk about guilt. And so if you all have listened to the podcast for a while, you know that we talked about guilt in the very first season, but then it hit me that we haven't really revisited the idea of guilt in a while. Um, we talked about guilt in episode eight. And so that episode is called Effective Management of Guilt and Anxiety. Um, and so if you want to go back to that one first, you can. But today we're actually going to take some of that information and refine it a little bit and put it into a three-step process for how to actually um, 
get rid of the guilt, like get rid of the guilt when it comes. And this is important because I think as mothers, guilt comes often. Guilt may come frequently. And many of us battle with guilt that arises when we want to do stuff or make certain decisions. And the unfortunate part is that the guilt keeps us from moving forward. It keeps us from doing the things that we want to do. It keeps us from taking care of ourselves. It keeps us from um, pursuing our dreams or our passions. It keeps us from living. That is basically it. That it, that just came to me when I was talking. Guilt keeps you from living. <laughs> it really does. And so that's why we want to get rid of the guilt or at least learn how to manage it. And actually, let me backtrack. What I want to say is that there will be moments when you cannot necessarily get rid of your guilt. There's not necessarily a cure for guilt that you feel in motherhood, but there are steps that you can take to manage your guilt, to be in control of your guilt, and to gradually feel as if the guilt weighs less and less and less. And that is exactly what I want to talk about and share with you for today. Um, When we think about guilt, a lot of times we feel like the guilt itself is the problem. We feel some guilt and we're like, oh, here it goes again. And then we don't really know what to do with it. And so then the guilt does seem like it is the problem. It's like the guilt in and of itself is the problem. But I actually want to tell you or change your perspective on that a little bit. The guilt is not necessarily the problem. It's actually what you do after the guilt that is the problem. And so let me explain to you a little bit. Scenario number one. Y'all should have, I should have planned these scenarios out beforehand. I will just be honest with you. I don't have a scenario right now, but I'm going to make one up off of the top of my head and it's still going to be fine. (laughs) So scenario number one, let's pretend that you, you got two kids, three kids, one kid, whatever. And you decide that you want to take a mommy weekend with some of your friends, go to a vineyard, go to a health spot, go to whatever, just go to brunch, whatever you want to do. You want to just go do something with your friends. Of course, what happens as soon as you decide, hey, I want to go do this thing with my friends, mom guilt comes and mom guilt will tell you, hey, if you do that, your daughter's going to miss you. If you do that, what if something happens to your son? If you do that, this is going to put a strain on your partner and because they have to be here by themselves. If you go do that, what about your breast milk? Are you going to pump? Like all this stuff. <laughs> and you could probably tell that these are examples from my own brain because I too experience mom guilt. And so I am experiencing guilt in that moment in scenario, the first scenario. And so what ends up happening One might say, you know what? You're right, guilt. You're right. You're absolutely right. My daughter will miss me. Something could happen to my son. My partner's going to feel stressed out. I've got to stay here. And then boom, we're done. That is scenario number one or the first scenario. You feel the guilt. You make the decision, hey, that thing I wanted to do is probably not the best because all these things could happen. All right. Scenario two. Let's look at another scenario. All right, you decide, hey, I want to go hang out with my friends. I want to go to the vineyard. I want to go to brunch. I want to go get my nails done. I want to go do whatever. I just want to leave the house. Maybe just go sit in somebody's lawn. Whatever you want to do, I want to go do something for myself. And then here comes mom guilt. Hey, girl, 
if you go do that thing, guess what? Your daughter's going to miss you. Something could happen to your son because you know he's super active and it takes like two people to watch him. Um, your partner's going to be stressed out. Do you really want that? Mom guilt. That's literally what mom guilt says. And so, of course, in scenario number two, I start to feel guilty. But the difference in this scenario is that I say to myself, hmm, yeah, my daughter might miss me. Yeah, something could happen to my son, but the likelihood is that it won't. Um, my partner might be stressed out, but that is parenthood and he will survive. <laughs> I'm still going to go do that thing that I want to do and everything will be well. And if it makes me feel better, maybe I'll prepare. I will make sure everybody's got what they need before I go and then I'm out. Bye. Those are two scenarios. And what you will realize is that both of those scenarios have guilt in them. And so that is the thing that I want you to understand. Scenario one and scenario two both experienced guilt the same type of guilt, the same thoughts associated with the guilt, the same feeling that the guilt can bring. But the difference in the scenarios is what happened after the guilt. In the first scenario, the mama was like, you know what, guilt, you're right. Let me let me stay my ass home. I'm not going to do that. That was stupid. In the second scenario, mama was like, yeah, guilt is here. I recognize the guilt is here. You know what? Let me talk back to this guilt. Let me challenge it a little bit. And then I'm going to proceed with the thing that I wanted to do because I know that this guilt is trying to lead me to believe that I'm doing something wrong and I'm not. And so the key to managing guilt is really what you do after the guilt. And too many of us give in to the guilt. That's what happened in the first scenario. Mama was like, guilt, you what? You know what? You're right. You're right. I do need to stay home. But in the second scenario, the way that we responded to the guilt was very, very different. And that is what I want to teach you all today. So you know what, you all, this is going to be a quick episode because I want you to understand that we can manage guilt fairly quickly. It doesn't have to be something that you have to battle and endure for years and years and years. It doesn't have to be that. It really just requires these three steps for you to really conquer it and feel like, you know what, I can be in control of this guilt. I can walk and this guilt can walk right along with me and I can still go do the things that are good for me. I can still go do the things that make me feel good. I can still go do the things that bring me joy. And guilt can come right on along with me, but guilt is not going to be the driver in this seat. Guilt is not going to be the one making the decisions for me. I'm making my own decisions. Woo, y'all. I feel, I feel, I feel that. I hope y'all feel that too. I feel like, you know, I got some energy behind this because this is so important. And I love talking about mom guilt with mamas. Um, my mama's in the Empower Wellness Program. We talk about it a lot. I like to talk about it with my friends, just anybody who will listen because guilt keeps us stuck and keeps us um, from moving forward. It keeps us from living far too often and it does not have to. Okay. So let's talk about these three steps. Step number one to finally get control of your mama guilt is one, you just need to really recognize that the guilt is happening. And so when you feel guilt, literally stop, take a moment and say to yourself, oh, this is guilt. I recognize this. This is guilt. 
this is guilt. And I know it's guilt because of the thoughts that are going in my head is telling me that I'm doing something wrong. I know this is guilt because I get this feeling in like my stomach or my chest. Whatever guilt feels like for you, I want you to one, just take a moment to stop and recognize that, hey, this is guilt. Literally, that's it. That is the first step. Stop and recognize it's guilt. That first step is so simple, but it's so important because often what can happen is that if we don't take a moment to pause and recognize that guilt is happening, we are not aware of it. And we just assume that we're making decisions for the good of the family or making decisions that are best for us when really it's the guilt making the decisions for you. And so you have to recognize that it's there so that you can differentiate between your own thought process and decision making and guilt's thought process and decision making. Okay. All right, let's move on to step two. After you recognize that the guilt is there, step number two really requires that you challenge the guilt. And literally, I want you to take another moment and to talk back to the guilt and to the thoughts that you're having regarding the thing that you want to do or the the guilt. And so, so for instance, let's go back to the scenario that we just created. In that scenario, guilt was like, your daughter's going to miss you. And so I want you to think a moment, if your guilt might say something to you like that, what are you going to say back to it? And I literally want you to talk out loud. And if you don't feel comfortable with that, I get it. Okay, fine. You don't have to talk out loud, but talk to yourself in your head. And really, what are you going to say back to the guilt? Imagine that it's a person. Imagine that it's a person trying to talk you out of doing this thing that you really want to do. And it comes to you, it whispers in your ear and it says, but your daughter's going to miss you. What are you going to say back? This is important because in the moment when the guilt is happening, things can happen really fast and it can feel like, oh my gosh, yeah, you're right. I I have to stop. But no, we're taking a moment to pause and really think about what would I say back to someone who's trying to convince me otherwise? So what are you going to say back to that? And so for me, if guilt was whispering in my ear and saying, but your daughter's going to miss you. (laughs) I would probably say, okay, and I be missing her too. And I still love her. And then she's going to see me when I get back. (laughs) Okay. You know, I might say something like, distance makes the heart grow fonder, you know? (laughs) Or I might say something like, yes, my daughter will miss me because she loves me. And I will return. And she will learn that I will return. Or I could say something like, it's healthy for my children to have time away from me. That is healthy. That is normal. And so there are so many things that you can say back to your guilt. But those are some of the things that I might say in that moment. Um, And so again, I really want you to think about it. What would you say back to your guilt in that moment? Or for instance, the other one that comes up a lot for a lot of us, for those of us who are partnered or have someone in the home, we, our guilt tells us, you know, if you leave, if you go do that thing you want to do, your partner's going to be stressed out. He or she's going to be overwhelmed if you leave the house. (laughs) So if your guilt usually says stuff like this to you, what are you going to say back? Literally, take a moment, pause. What are you saying back to this guilt? Imagine that it is a person whispering in your ear, trying to convince you to not do the thing you want to do. What are you going to say? So for me, 
because <laughs> y'all know how I am, I might say back, okay, and I be stressed out too. <laughs> mm, yeah, we have moments when we are stressed. Sometimes we're overwhelmed. That's parenthood. Or I might say something like, will they really be stressed out or am I making this up? I might even go take it a step further and ask them, are you going to be okay here? You know? And so really think it through because a lot of times what might happen is that guilt will convince you that you are making a wrong decision. Guilt will convince you that you are doing something wrong and you are not. You are not. And so I'm going to recap. Step one, recognize that the guilt is happening. Step two, challenge and talk back to the guilt. Again, this is important because if we don't challenge the guilt, if we don't talk back to it, if we don't critically analyze the the information that the guilt is trying to feed us, we will just go with it. And we won't even realize that it's not true. Step three, and I want y'all to listen very carefully because step three is the most, well, okay, it's not the most important, but because They're all important together. But step three is the step that most mamas don't get to. And this is why the the guilt continues to grow and grow and build and build. And it feels like years of dealing with guilt. Step three, you've got to go do the thing that you wanted to do despite the guilt. That's it. That's it. You've got to go do the thing. So remember in the scenarios, the initial thing that mama wanted to do was go hang out. She wanted to go be with her friends. She wanted to go to brunch, go get her nails done, go to the vineyard. I don't know why the vineyard is in my head. I don't even, I've I've only been to a vineyard once. So I don't even know (laughs) where that example came from. Maybe it means I want to go, but mama wanted to go do something for herself. That's really the thing. She wanted to go do something for herself. But unfortunately, most of us don't get to that point. We stop before we get to that point because we've let the guilt make the decision for us. And so instead, step three requires us to go do the thing and feel the guilt anyways. Take the guilt with you to the vineyard. (laughs) Take it with you. Take the guilt with you to the nail salon. Take the guilt with you to brunch. Whatever it is you want to do, go do the thing anyways. This is important because what happens in the process of doing the thing with the guilt is that you start to realize that guilt does not have to stop you. You start to learn that guilt can be a passenger instead of a driver in the seat. Guilt can come with you, and over time, the more that you carry the guilt with you and still just go do the thing anyways, the guilt will weigh less and less and less and less, and then over time, you won't even realize that it's there because it's no longer so powerful. And so again, step number three is go do the thing anyways. Take the guilt with you if you need to. Go do the thing because what you will realize is that the guilt does not have to have power over you. Yes, the guilt might be present, but the process of managing guilt is taking it with you. Carry it on along for the ride. Do the thing because over time, guilt will weigh less and less and less. Those are the three steps, y'all. That's it. 
That's literally it. And so people assume that this is a much bigger process than it is because we allow those feelings and those thoughts to take over. And feelings can be very powerful in the moment. Very. They can be consuming, but we can feel those feelings and still go do the thing that we know is good for us, that we know that will bring us joy, that we know will make us happy, and we know will get us closer to more balance and more wellness. So mamas, I hope that this was helpful in getting you to finally um, conquer your guilt. Because again, the guilt will be there, but it does not have to be the driver in the seat. It doesn't have to make your decisions. I want you to make your decisions and I want you to go feel good. I want you to do the things that will bring you joy, even if guilt has to come along for the ride every now and then. All right, mamas, we are out. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it with another mama. Please tell someone about the Balanced Working Mama podcast. And I hope that you'll tune in for next week's episode. Bye, y'all. Hey mama, if you need a boost in your wellness but just not sure where to begin, the Balanced Working Mama Wellness Assessment is just what you need. With 28 questions, we assess for nine critical areas of wellness for working mothers. The wellness assessment brings much needed understanding, clarity, and direction that you otherwise wouldn't have. So you can then go on to better move forward with your wellness and your motherhood journey. The best part is that you get to review results with me and you get personalized recommendations for how to move forward. To learn more and to go take your wellness assessment, head over to balanceworkingmama.com today. Hey mama, thank you for listening to the Balanced Working Mama podcast. If you love this podcast, please be sure to rate it and share it with another mama that you know. And don't forget to follow me and Balanced Working Mama on Instagram. I'll talk to you soon.